Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment, a weekly podcast of the Wingman Nation Men's Ministry, a scripturally driven men's ministry with three goals for every man, striving to be better husbands, better fathers, and more Christ-like and godly men. Join Wingman Nation co-founders Randy Ferreira and Pastor Jay Dennis and an occasional special guest as they discuss issues relevant to a man's needs, struggles, habits, and hurts. And now... Here's Randy and Pastor Jay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, our podcast of Wingman Nation, our national podcast. And this is Wingman Men's Moments. I'm here. My name is Randy Ferrer. I'm here with Pastor Jay Dennis. And uh, say hi, Jay. Hey, Randy. How you doing today, buddy? Great. Good. Very good. And, you know, we've been talking about in our podcast uh, how to be the spiritual leader of your home. Um, part of it was, first of all, being a committed Christian. And we've been discussing yeah. the characteristics of a godly spiritual leader in the home. You want to talk a little bit about that, Jay? Yeah, we've been looking at these uh, specific characteristics that make up a godly man, the spiritual leader of the home. And we wanted to do this in a practical way to help guys understand how to do that. And one of the things that uh, that we have listed in this uh, list of characteristics is having an excellent work ethic. We believe the spiritual leader sets the example of one who works hard, does a great job, refuses to complain as a way of life about his job, seeks to grow in his job, and is punctual. Because, Randy, the workplace is a man's greatest mission field. How, how can work be a mission field? Well, and, and uh, just to add also to what you said, most importantly, balances his work with his home life and Good. his priorities. That, that's just as critical as everything else. But as far as being a uh, mission field, you know, sometimes we all sort of take a step back because we may be working for a big company or a company that we're kind of nervous about expressing our faith there due to social and political pressures. And and I understand that uh, to a certain extent. But I think as a uh, as a spiritual leader, you know, we can't be afraid to uh, let our actions speak. That's right. And that's what I think people will see, our actions of doing everything in love and, and working right. as, as a caring uh, worker out there. And then in an appropriate time. Exactly. You know, I'm sure that there are a lot of our listeners who are maybe in some tough job situations and they want to know, how can I express my faith? And I think there's a balance there, too, that you want to live your faith out loud and you want your actions to demonstrate your faith and to speak up as God gives you opportunities and to be different. But being different doesn't mean being obnoxious or being weird. Right. It means uh, having a different approach to life, so much so that when people see us respond to difficult situations, they want to know what's different about him. Mm-hmm. So the workplace allows men and women to have the greatest mission field to share Jesus Christ. And here's what I would encourage the guys to do is pray every day for opportunities that God would give you just a moment 
to say something to someone, a word of encouragement, uh, a word of, hey, how can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. And not being intrusive with our faith, but being obvious with our faith. I hear some people say, well, my faith is personal and it is private. I agree that it's personal, but faith shouldn't be private. It should be public and it should uh, be part of everything we say and do. And uh, beginning at home, and then that filters uh, into the workplace as well. Yes, and in the workplace, it's like you said, very important where Jesus, of course, did everything in love. Yes. And so if we're doing everything in love, including in our workplace, then people are going to see that in us and, and, and know that he's different. That's or right. she's different. And um, I liked what you said about when you're when you're in a normal conversation with people expressing, hey, I'm going to pray for you about that. Right. Or, you know, maybe you should pray about that. Yeah. Little little comments like that start getting people um, thinking, wow, how is that? How is he different? Exactly. <clears throat> and that's expressing your faith in a non obnoxious way, but subtly. And, uh, and doing everything in love as well. Exactly. Randy, you're a Christian businessman, and you have a lot of employees. And um, I just appreciate the fact that people know uh, very obviously your commitment to Jesus Christ. But I've watched you through the years. You don't force that on anyone. Uh, you just live your faith. You uh, show kindness. You show encouragement. At times, you have to show firmness, I, I'm mm-hmm. certain. Uh, but I like the way you do that. So those who are listening today, maybe you are an employer. And uh, could, could you just give us a, a few thoughts about how you, as a Christian employer, create an atmosphere in the workplace uh, of faith, yeah, where faith is welcome. <clears throat> absolutely. You know, we have about 450 employees and in seven different states, <clears throat> excuse me, and everybody knows where I stand as it relates to, you know, being a Christian and serving the Lord. But as you said, I don't force it on anybody. Right. I don't uh, I don't come out and actually tell people what they have to do or what they have to believe in. Yes. Uh, when I'm when I'm speaking in a large group, it's always well, in my world, this is how I this is how I honor God. Yes. And this is what I do as it relates. And we're always going to do the right thing because that's what God wants us to do. So I express it as it relates to me, um, but also it's taken that this is the culture that we want to, uh, you know, implement throughout the, the company. And, exactly. and we have, you know, we have some, some gay employees and, and people of, you know, different face, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't make any excuses. I mean, I am what I am that's right. for the Lord. And if you want to work with us and be part of our culture and company, knowing that we're going to do the right thing, or we're going to yes. always love, do everything in love, then we'd love to have you. But um, we're not going to make any excuses. That is fantastic. I love the way you're doing that. And you know, sometimes, Randy, just thinking about this, it's easier to share your faith with a stranger or someone at work than it is to share with your own family members. And that leads me to the next of the characteristics here is making sure every family member is saved. Uh, the, the spiritual leader makes it his priority to ensure that every member of his family has become a Christian. And sometimes, as I mentioned, family members are the most difficult people 
to share Christ with. I wonder why that is. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> especially siblings. Yes. <clears throat> you know, your immediate family, not so much. I think you that's your primary mission field. That's and right. you have an opportunity to uh, to demonstrate Christian principles as you're growing and you know, training up the children and with your wife. But, you know, your your siblings and uncles and aunts and things of that nature, it becomes very, very difficult, especially growing up there. They always want to say, well, who do you think you are? Because right. I remember when you were this. Yes. Where do you think you are now? Kind of a thing. Mm. I, have a, I have a sister like that. I love her dearly. If she's listening, I love you, Michelle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but it is very hard. But we we just have to stand strong and, um, again, not be obnoxious and not right. be afraid or uh, um, unwilling to uh, to stand for Christ. Good. That's good. You know, the Philippian jailer in Acts chapter 16 and his whole family were saved and baptized, which brings a great principle to mind, and that is that if you get the man, you get the home. That's why we exist as Wingman Nation, as a ministry, is to help men to become better husbands, uh, better fathers, more godly and Christ-like men, beginning at home. And guys, I would just say to you, be sure your wife, your children are saved. Ask them. You know, I talk with people and they, and I will ask, well, is your son a Christian? Well, I'm not sure. Well, Dad, that's your responsibility, right. and uh, that is your number one mission field, is your own family. But uh, that's why we as a ministry feel so strongly about this, because we understand if the man comes to Christ, 93% of the time his family will come to Christ as well. And so that tells me now, if the woman comes to Christ, 17% of the children come to Christ. Man comes to Christ, 93%. So we at Wingman believe that we should focus on reaching and discipling men so that those men uh, can in turn lead their families to Christ. And there's nothing more beautiful than to see a whole family coming to, to Christ and being baptized. As a pastor, I've seen that happen many times and it never got uh, old. I, I just love seeing that. So I would say, guys, if your church doesn't have a men's ministry, would you approach your pastor? Would you ask him to consider uh, checking out Wingman Nation, wingmannation.com, and let us help you. Uh, even if your pastor doesn't feel led to have a men's ministry, then you can do something on your own. You can get a group together and, and lead. We have groups like that meeting uh, in, in all different kinds of places, from restaurants to offices. So I would encourage you guys, please uh, get this on your heart. And mo most pastors um, would welcome that they don't seemingly have the time to, to head it up, but if they have a a lay person who is willing to lead, right. they're they're more open to starting a men's ministry because exactly. uh, they can encourage and help, uh, but no, they don't have to take on the burden of organizing it and That's and, right. and getting it through the system. So, no. absolutely approach your pastor. And um, one other thing about pastors, if pastors are listening today, you know, the statistics are telling 
Yes. That if we get the man, if the man comes to Christ, there's a 93% chance the rest of the family will come. To me, that is just a phenomenal statistic. Yes. And from a from specifically a success standpoint as it relates to what our goal is in churches, obviously our main goal is to help people find the Lord. Yes. Salvation, saving people. That's the main goal. And if if knowing that getting the man is the biggest producer of saving souls, more and more pastors should really be focusing on the men. And it's very That's difficult because right. they're taught differently um, as they're educated through the process of running a church. So we have to sort of help pastors re-educate themselves and understand this is a real statistics. We're not making this up. That's exactly right. And as a pastor, I want to say I'm sitting across from the man that God used to help me understand that. Randy, I remember when you approached me as a pastor and said, I have an idea. And uh, and I began to listen to you, and God used you to build our first wingman ministry and uh, our first group. And uh, God continues to bless that. And so I want to reach out to pastors right now, and along with Randy, I want to encourage you to start making, reaching, and discipling men a priority of your ministry and be sure that you uh, you pray for the men, you reach out to the men, and you show love for the guys and give them an opportunity to come together because guys like together. Guys like to have fellowship together. They like to study together. They like to have fun together. They like to laugh together, just Hang like up. we do uh, on uh, on Wednesday evenings in, in the group we're leading right now. And uh, so I would encourage pastors, make this a just a hallmark of your ministry and, and begin to reach and disciple men. The next characteristic we want to look at is that a spiritual leader— being a committed Christian is humble. Humility is the understanding that our power comes from God and that without Jesus Christ, we are absolutely nothing. So we're saying the spiritual leader serves his family like Jesus served his family. Randy, maybe just a word about how can a man serve his family? Well, talking about the word humble, I think, is the most difficult thing for most men to be in all situations because we have so much bravado and we just want to, you know, rah, rah, we're the man and and right. we don't want to be humble to anyone. Right. When the example of Jesus being the most humble of any man yes. should should be foremost in our, in our mind and thinking. So we want to model ourselves after that. Uh, being humble in all areas of our life, especially with our family. And I find even in my situation personally with our wives, it's so difficult yes. to be that humble man because we think we want to be that strong person and the person that yes. takes charge and solves the problems and all of that. When when most of the time our wives want us to just listen be gentle, caring, loving, and encouraging like Jesus was with the church. Exactly. Um, and, and, and be humble. Yes. And, and so that's how we have to serve. Same, same with our children. You know, 
being able, if we're wrong, say we're wrong, humble ourselves. That's big. Yeah. You know, hey, I messed up. I shouldn't have yelled. Right. I shouldn't have scolded you in that way. It should and it won't much. kill us to say that, right? It teaches <laughs> tremendous, yes, uh, power with the with the kids to see that their dad yes. can humble themselves and yeah. say, I'm sorry. That's exactly right. Someone told me once, he who gets too big for his own britches will be exposed in the end. Uh, so <laughs> just, a, <laughs> just the a word <laughs> to the wise Not there. Not <laughs> Walking in, in humility. <laughs> Let, let's do one other of these characteristics, and that is a godly spiritual leader walks the talk. He demonstrates his Christianity first at home. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Randy, what, what did Paul say? Uh, not do as I say, not as I do. Yes, because he says, follow my example. Yes. As I follow the example of Christ. And as you said, Randy, it's not do as I say, not as I do. You know, I unfortunately, I heard that uh, growing up. Don't do as I say or, or don't do as I do, do as I say. And I got to tell you, Paul was just the opposite. Paul says, I want you to do as I do. And that's part of being a spiritual leader is walking this walk and walking the talk that our Christianity, the the power of our Christianity is going to be shown in when our words and our deeds match each other. And so I would encourage you guys, walk the talk. And never say to your child, uh, don't, not, don't do as I say, not as I do. But follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Walk the talk. Guys, it's been great to visit with you today. We're so glad that you tuned in to our podcast today. Please join us next week for another Wingman Men's Moment. Wingman out! Thank you for listening to the Wingman Men's Moment weekly podcast. The Wingman Men's Ministry is based around the Air Force concept of a wingman. It uses the fighter jet theme and parallels the duties of a wingman in the Air Force, his commitment to his pilot and flight team, and how they're related to the men of your church and their commitment to God in their lives, their families, and their Christian brothers. Visit us at wingmannation.com.